Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 118, and today our topic is, should you join a fraternity? So we'll be talking about our uh, experiences as being two members of a fraternity in undergrad. Believe it or not, we were both frat boys, although I do not necessarily enjoy that title. But hey, we can discuss that today as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking about the process of joining it why we joined, and uh, maybe giving you some advice if you're thinking about it or if you're kind of curious what goes on behind the scenes. So we're looking forward to it. And my bro, in more ways than one, because he's also my fraternity brother, Jared. Mm -hmm. What's going on, Jared? Hello, I'm Jared, and I used to be a fraternity boy. I apologize. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, You know, as far as fraternities go, we'll talk about this later, but ours was pretty chill. And I feel like that's what everyone says, but we mean it. Yep. Uh, but before we get to that, first, spread a little love with some five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey, I know you listen on iTunes and Stitcher. I do too. Give us some five star reviews because we're great, and because the world needs to know how great we are. Then also, you can uh, talk to us, uh, communicate with us, interact with us on uh, Instagram on Translatable Podcast. Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Give us some untranslatables, which are sayings, idioms, phrases, proverbs that uh, don't really make any sense if you translate them directly to English but have some meaning. You know exactly what I'm talking about. For example, this is one from the South. Slipping on gator piss. Now, it doesn't really make any sense, but when I use it, you'll know exactly what it means. That is true. Um, it's good to be here with you. Uh, we're both repping our fraternity. You guys can't see it, but uh, this is it. Um, oh, speaking of which, you could see it if you were watching us on YouTube. Um, you'll, although you'd also see that it was cut off by my computer. So, um, how? Uh, first, before we really get into the experience of joining fraternities, let's just get out. Of, let's just jump ahead of this real quick. Mm-hmm. And say that, yeah, there are all these stereotypes of what it means to be a quote-unquote frat person, a frat boy. It's yep. Most of them are not good. Yep. And here at the Untranslatable Podcast, we're here to dispel myths and Absolutely. all sorts of cultures. And believe it or not, Jared. But there's also some truths behind some of those. There definitely <laughs> are. But believe it or not, Jared, my grades actually got better after I joined our fraternity. So there is okay. one early early myth dispelled right there that your grades will go down the tube if you choose to join Greek life. But we'll get more into that later. But on the topic as well, you know, I've been perusing Reddit as as I tend to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Those I, young, where the young people hang out. That's right. Where the where the cool and hip kids are is all on Reddit. <laughs> that's and, how you uh, avoid your parents' kids. That's right. And I uh, I have some stories I want to read. But before I get into that. I want to tell you a story, Jared, and our listeners out there. Now, if you have children around, this is a family podcast, but this episode may get a little NSFW, not something for work or for children. You betcha. And I'll tell you a story that one of my fraternity brothers told me about a large chapter down south and uh, what they did uh, to initiate their new members, which was, and maybe, I bet you once I start telling you the story, maybe you'll remember. So... These uh, young gentlemen, maybe gentlemen's the wrong term, but these young guys <laughs> hooligans. were, or yeah, hooligans were in a room together, and the active members or the brothers of the fraternity brought a goat into the center of the room. Oh yeah, you know the story. Okay, mm-hmm. so they bring this goat into the center of the room, 
And they say, no one will be able to join this fraternity until someone has sex with this goat. Mm -hmm. So they sit in the room. They wait for hours. They get tired. They're getting hungry. One guy says, you know what? Fine. I'll do it. Don't know how he does it, but he does it. And Goats are, uh, they, they don't seem like they take very easily. And they're kickers, too. Uh, yeah, who, who knows? Anyways, guy ends up doing it. At least this is how the story goes. Guy mm-hmm. ends up doing it. And then the brothers come in and they say, all right, all of you, you can go to initiation. You, you're a goat fucker and we don't accept goat fuckers at our fraternity. And they kicked him out of the house. Yeah. And they banned him from the fraternity. So be very careful which fraternities you decide to join if that is what you decide to do. What would you do in that situation? Um, well, I can tell you what, I, I wouldn't be the one banging the goat. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so what you're saying is you'd be uh, on your way to initiation. <laughs> That's right. Now, I, I don't know what I would have done, you know, and we're, we're lucky. We never had, what, I'm joining that fraternity. That's, that's right. <laughs> but you know, and our situation was a little different too, going to a smaller school as well. But anyways, yeah, you're a little more exposed. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, but let's actually, you know what, before we get to Reddit, Act, uh, no, actually, we'll save it. Never mind. We'll save it. Okay. So let's let's get into some Reddit stories. So obviously, there are a lot of stories. And the main thing that a lot of people hear about in the news about fraternities is hazing. And what hazing is, is basically mistreating or abusing your prospective new members, um, whether it be humiliating them by making them wear crazy outfits or, or forcing them to drink copious yeah. amounts of alcohol. Or all sorts of stuff. So, I'm going to read some of these from Reddit. Classic kid torture. Absolutely. So, so here you go. So, this is, this is kind of a funny story. And I kind of like this one. And these are all pretty short. So, here we go. So, uh, this is from Reddit, according to a guy named Big Schwartz. And uh, an entire frat got expelled after Rush Week, which is the week when all the uh, new members are going to become members. Um and because some uh, person in the fraternity accidentally left the door open, which at this university gave the cops the go-ahead to walk inside. And when the cops got in there, they found the pledges, or the new future members, prospective members, face down in puddles of muddy water in the basement begging for mercy. Thoughts, Jared? What do you mean, what do you mean face down? I mean lying face down on the floor in puddles of water. Muddy water. Oh, my gosh. You said this was one of the funny ones? No, this was just one of the short ones. Oh, okay. It's interesting also, um, I'm I'm taken aback by that comment about the cops. Mm-hmm. Just because the door is open means you can walk in. Is that a rule? I think it depends on the campus and what their laws are, but it might be, yeah. It's like probable cause or something? Right. Yeah? I, I don't know. Damn. I'm not sure. How did, wait, wait, I wonder if they were probably using like, uh, I mean, obviously you don't know the answer to this, but if they were using like one of those kiddie pools or something. Right. Sorry, I'm reading. Yeah, I'm looking at your face. (laughs) Oh, I'm not going to read that one aloud. Oh, come on. I want to know who it is. Do you really want me to read this one? Is it is it like sexually gross? I don't want sex stuff. No, it's it's just terrible. Okay, I'm not not going to read it. It's terrible. It's it's too bad. Oh, oh, uh oh, Jared must be 18. (laughs) That's always Uh, a good sign. I am 18, so we'll click yes. (laughs) So here we go. So so this on the Reddit right here it says log log on to your throwaways. Edit. When I usually post a Reddit question, I get a grand total of 10 responses. I definitely did not expect to get this much attention. I guess I must have been feeling nostalgic earlier thinking about when I pledged. So thank you. So the Reddit here is people who pledged fraternities or sororities, what were the crazy things that happened? My favorite was when we got all the pledges to be, ooh, this is kind of cool. 
We got all the pledges to be pieces of a chess set, and we played uh, chess with them, and everyone loved it. I like that. I like these two. I like the wholesome ones. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously, this could also very easily be viewed as hazing. They probably made them dress up or whatever. I will say this, though, Jared. I'm a terrible chess player, and this would help me learn the rules of chess (laughs) much quicker. (laughs) Let me just say that. Here's another one. Uh, uh, We did something similar. At the beginning of the pledging process, we had the pledges each day by a pack of Pokemon cards. We then assigned them each Pokemon and an attack move. Randomly throughout the semester, we had them battle each other. That's kind of cool. That's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, here we go. So, and this is where we're going to start to get a little bit into the hazing, but, you know, it sadly, in, in many fraternities, it is a part of life. I will say this, though. We had it really good. The only thing, I don't even really think you can consider it hazing. I mean, maybe you could if you really were sensitive about it, was we had what we would call, you know, like a pledge question which an active member would ask you to do something. And so I remember the pledge questions I asked people. uh, One of them was I had one of the uh, pledges uh, go with me to Taco Bell and, uh, and have Taco Bell with me. Mm. I think, I think, I think we may have had them pay for it, but it had to be like under like two, $3 or something like that. Sure. You couldn't take them there and force them to spend, you know, 40 bucks on Taco Bell. (laughs) Also 40 bucks is the entire menu. Right. That's true. (laughs) So here we go. But this one, this one could be considered maybe hazing a little bit dressed about six pledges in ballerina type clothing stuff to get them embarrassed, handcuffed them all together in a circle facing outwards, drove them a couple miles from school, about four miles. So now we're starting to cross the line a little bit. Exactly. And told them they had a two-hour walk back to campus. It's a rural farm area, so pretty much just had to walk straight. After three minutes to an hour, the frat brothers drove back to tell them it was a joke and they could get a ride back to campus. Okay. All right. Ride yeah, back to campus. Except that they couldn't find the same group of I was dudes just about to say. who were handcuffed together and all wearing pink who would have been Wait, taking the hold on, hold road on, hold back hold on, hold on. to campus. They were yep. handcuffed together and they couldn't find some of them? Let me finish reading the okay. story. We'll see. <laughs> Frat brothers drive for hours looking for them and never find where they went. Eventually, they freak out, fear the worst, and head back to campus. Okay. They go to get help finding lost pledges in the countryside, only to see all the pledges back and safe. Turned out the pledges walked up to the closest farm, had a good laugh with the farmer, and the farmer drove them back to campus in his pickup. Now, that is great. Mm-hmm. That is the way you do it, people. These mm-hmm. pledges outsmarted the system. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they turned their game into, yeah. Right. I don't like those shame ones. Right. I don't either. The shame ones are st- also, stupid. If, I mean, even above that, I, I guess I forgot to mention the fact that they were straining them mm-hmm. handcuffed together. And right. 30, to mi- 30 minutes to an hour, that's a long time. Like, what mm-hmm. makes you, like, they assume that you're, you're serious, so they're going to start going places. Like, why would you think that they're right. the, where you started? They're right. like, oh, we got to get back. Exactly. Let's start moving. Right. Oh, for sure. Who just stands there for 30 minutes doing nothing? <laughs> stupid. Yeah, stupid people. Who knows? Uh, this one's also interesting. So, so there's also this concept in uh, man. I feel like we're airing out all the bad, all the bad today. But hey, that's what we're here for, I guess, right? A <laughs> that's lot exactly of what we're here a lot for. of fraternities do have this thing called Hell Week, where we didn't have this at our fraternity, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But there were a few that did at, on our campus at Albion. Do you want to name them? I'm not going to name them. I'll name them. <laughs> I, one of them I don't think is even there anymore. I think they're back. Are they back? I okay. think so. I'm not going to name them. But Hell Week is basically where the pledges go and they live in the fraternity for one week. And I've heard that at least one of them, not going to say the names, uh, but I heard that they had uh, they had three choices that day. It was either shower, sleep, or eat. Mm-hmm. And each day they could only choose one. Yeah. 
which is that I would definitely say that's a form of hazing for sure. Yeah. That's pretty terrible. We never I'm, did that. No, I, I would definitely been... never shower that week though if I were Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I probably wouldn't do it to be honest with you. Right. I'd probably just lie and say <laughs> I <laughs> Well, I think they usually have they watch these kids like a hawk. Um but the crazy thing I can get thing, away. I, I think it would would have been fun though if we would have had I don't think we ever had like a thing where you had to go live there, but I think that would have been cool to do for a couple of days just mm. to see what it's like. Like a like. sleepover kind of situation? Yeah, kind of like yeah. what we do here once in a while. Why wouldn't we do that? That's weird that we didn't. Yeah, who knows? But here we go. So here's another one from Reddit. Okay. My sister's friend told me a story that always stuck. She picked her boyfriend up from the last day of Hell Week, which is why I explained the concept of Hell Week for this story, Mm -hmm. which is the last week of hazing before initiation. That's debatable. Uh, He said (laughs) it wasn't that bad. At first, the pledges had to drink a lot of beers. After most of them were feeling pretty buzz drunk, the actives then put them in a dark room, throwing a strobe light, and brought out a jigsaw puzzle. They were not allowed to leave until it was finished. That it sounds took them like four hours. That sounds like legitimate torture tactics. It does, doesn't it? Strobe light with <laughs> who the jigsaw puzzle of that? took them four hours. <laughs> now my question is, how many pieces was this? Right? You give them a hundred pieces, a thousand yeah. pieces, that would take them all day, right? Yeah. Or it's like a, I don't know, it's like a like a, a starry night sky, so you can't right. really put it. <laughs> oh, that would be awful. That would be awful. That's insane. Who thinks of that? I don't know. That don't sounds know. like a way to make people go crazy. Like, I'm surprised there weren't, like, fights happening in this dark right. room. Now, this is an interesting Get out of my post. way, Trevor! <laughs> right. Now, this is an interesting the piece post. The there! Is uh, on Reddit, which is the messed up thing that a lot of the fun stuff you said uh, in this Reddit thread, and also stuff we'll be talking about, is probably considered hazing now, depending on the university. You know, making people dance or whatever, or making them go talk to girls, guys, whatever, would probably not be allowed. And scavenger hunts, which we also had, are prohibited. At I love scavenger hunts. School. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We've also had some pretty serious hazing problems at some places, according to this person on Reddit. So yeah, I think there's a fine line, you know. And at least my when when I was an active member of our fraternity, my fine line was. Would I be comfortable doing this? If I was comfortable, you know, based like the Taco Bell thing, you know, I would have happily gone and gotten a bite to eat with one of the active members when I was still in my fraternity. No problem. I probably would have also been fine paying for it if it was, you know, under 10 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I always try to keep that rule in mind, right? Like, um, and even if it's a, you know, even if stuff's a little humiliating, you know, like I was, uh, I was asked, one of my questions was I had to dress up. Uh, you know, dress up kind of nice and talk with a British accent and like serve drinks one evening, right? And you know, it at was the fun. house, yeah, at the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had a great time doing it, you yeah. Know? And and things In- like that, people would be like, oh, that's so humiliating or that's hazing. It's like, mm, I was okay with it. Well, know? I think it's also giving the option because right. I, I I always felt like we had the option of saying no. Like I never felt like I was in a situation where uh, I I couldn't say like like I had to do something. Even if it was something ridiculous. I didn't do much ridiculous stuff. Right. We didn't have a ton. One of the best pledge questions, and we can get into what that is later, mm-hmm. that one of our fraternity brothers had was um, he was given a nickname, and uh, whenever someone called him by his real name, he would oh, have yes. to correct them and say, no, my name is... Tuna. Uh-huh. Baby Tuna. Oh, right. Yeah, no, yeah, sir. Yeah. My, and, and the funny thing is, in one of his classes, they had a... Uh, they had a couple active members, which are, you know, fraternity members, current fraternity members, and then my buddy who was pledging our fraternity. And the professor called on him and, you know, called his name. And mm-hmm. he, said, he said, no, sir, it's baby tuna. And then he answered the question, sat down like nothing happened, <laughs> which I think is awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, and people still, I think, to this day from our fraternity call him call him that. I name. think that's his name on Twitter. It might be. Yeah. It very well might be. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you know, jokes aside, I will say this. It does really bring you closer. All the goofy shit you do in a fraternity, it can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing, though. You know, our, this episode, you know, should you join a fraternity? I would say you should join a place where you're going to be happy and know that these guys, they're okay with having fun and goofing around, but they don't take it too far. And I think that's where a lot of these stereotypes come from is when they yeah. take it way too far. I think we might be the anomaly. We might be. I, I think I think there's more. I, I, I And I don't know. I haven't read the stats recently. But I think that there might be more taking it too far than there is sort of having a fun welcoming environment right and i think the reason especially why, with the bigger schools absolutely. i think that makes a big oh, difference the bigger schools are completely different yeah I think everyone the, knew everyone at our school and it was too like it was too much of a there wasn't really a space to to secretly do things like that at our campus it was harder right yeah oh for sure and word well, gets around fast in a small school it definitely does i think the other thing too about this hazing i think hazing probably initially started as a way to pledge your you know show how loyal what are you willing to do for the fraternity Mm -hmm. which i think there are better ways than embarrassing and humiliating acts to show your loyalty to the fraternity honestly i don't think i was that loyal to our fraternity really no okay like i i'm saying i mean i'm by by that i mean like i I wasn't willing to I, i wouldn't be willing to do half of the stuff that people were were made to do just to join yeah, I probably wouldn't have either, I guess. So in that regard, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, maybe once I was there, I was. But even then, I still don't think I really was. Right. I'm not a school spirity kind of person in general. Right. You know, like even when I was like, like I'm not one to like be a go team kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that also kind of translated to the uh, like I almost and maybe this is foolish, but I almost felt it like a little like um, felt like I was a little laughable to like get excited about some of the activities even though some of them I did seriously enjoy and some of them I was just like this is just right like mixers I did not like mixers you know I I got lucky I I usually am not a huge fan of mixers either but one of the mixers we had that was like a fancier dinner date do you remember this we had like steak and stuff okay and uh my dinner date for the mixer was great she was awesome. We had a wonderful conversation. She was super nice. I think that might have been my girlfriend. It was not your girlfriend. Was it not? Uh, uh, oh, your girlfriend's sorority, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think it was, was it, uh, was it DG? Yeah, then it I was. I think it was yeah, DG. Yeah, was. yeah. Were, okay. you, were you paired with your girlfriend for the mixer? I don't remember. Now that I think about <laughs> it, I, don't, I have no idea. Probably not then. I have I no know. idea. It's more fun, more fun if you're not. But yeah, I will say this though. I don't like the notion that a lot of people say you buy your friends when you join a fraternity because I think you and I both had plenty of friends and we didn't have to join a fraternity mm-hmm. in order to have these friends. Uh, maybe at bigger schools it's different. Well, honestly, that's why I, I mean that's why I joined was because um, I had no plan on joining a fraternity. I thought it was kind of stupid. Yep. But um, I joined a semester after everyone in my grade did, and it's really only because I saw it. I think I saw it more as like a cheaper living situation mm-hmm. 
And all my friends from freshman year, like most of our, our whole... All almost rushed our fraternity. Joined that same fraternity. So I was like, well, all my friends are already there. So I wasn't buying my friends. I went there because yeah. my friends were already we're there. already there, <laughs> right. And we had our own kitchen. Mm-hmm. We had a cook that mm-hmm. made us meals. The meal plan was significantly cheaper than the meal plan at the cafeteria. It did. What, what I, one thing I really did like about it was we didn't have RAs. We were self-sufficient in that sense. Yep. But it really didn't get like during the week from, from Monday to Thursday, it really didn't get that crazy. It didn't like and and I think the root like I, the the way the rooms were set up like it was pretty easy to to disconnect from from the craziness. Absolutely, actually, fun fact for you, Jared. Um, how long do you think it took me when we were freshmen until I went out? Like the first time I went out, like drinking, partying. Uh, first weekend. No, guess again. Before you even got to school, you snuck. I in. didn't even go out until October. Oh really? That's yeah. we started in August, so like yeah. three months. Yeah. Yep. And, and some of that was because when we were freshmen, they really stressed, you know, well, you're going to get fined. You're going to have all these problems if you get caught underage oh, drinking. Oh, that sounds just like this. It now this makes more sense. Yep. <laughs> so I didn't go. And then, and then one, of our, one, of our, uh, oh buddies, one of our buddies, John, in our hallway said, hey, I met these really cool guys. You know, uh, you should come join me. And I was like, well, mm, all right. And I did. <laughs> and that's how we end up in the system, that's John. Right. That's Are you right. crazy? Yeah, come on, John. <laughs> I don't have $700. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's what, I'll that's protect what you. got started. Um, but we'll get more into that later. I think now it's time to... I'm with you. I'm with you. Spread a little love. So my first one, actually, both of my shout outs today are to two different countries, and they're both... Uh, for environmental reasons. So number one uh, goes out to Ethiopia because they have broken the world record and they have planted more than 350 million trees in 12 hours. 12 hours? Wait, hold, yep. hold on, hold on. Yep. 350 million trees yep. in 12 hours. Yep. Ethiopia planted... Did they just like shoot it out of an airplane or something? I'm not sure. How do you... What? Let, let, me, let me read this to you. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find Jeez. out. Ethiopia planted a record-breaking. Sorry, you're good. <laughs> 353 million trees in 12 hours on July 29th. Mm-hmm. Initially setting out to plant 20, 200 million trees, the nation exceeded the goal by more than 153 million. Um, India had previously held the world record in 2016. I think we talked about that. Yes, India had more than 80, uh, sorry, 800,000 volunteers uh, to plant more than 50 million trees within the first six hours. Prime Minister. Uh, Abby, Abiye, announced that 150 million trees have already been planted. Uh, hashtag Ethiopia. The six-hour result shows that we're halfway to our goal. Congratulations for this milestone as we all plant our print for a green legacy. So I think that's great. Uh, millions of Ethiopians were invited to take part in the challenge. The tree planting was part of Green Legacy, which we've also talked about on the shout-out section, mm-hmm. a reforestation initiative spearheaded by Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed. Launched in May 2019, the Green Legacy is an effort to combat environmental degradation, build resilience, and transition into a more green society. So I think that's great. I like that they make a competition out of it too. Like oh, I feel yeah, like I feel like fun. they're like, oh, India, you think you can plant a lot of trees? Right. Two hundred million. That's cute. Right. Get the uh, plane. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of India, my next shout out goes out to India. Okay. Because they are they to planted add... four hundred million trees. That's right. No. <laughs> because they are going to add five thousand plus electric buses in sixty five cities mm. in their ongoing massive push for greener transportation. I, w- I wonder if they're going to use BYD. 
popular Chinese company. Maybe. You never know. But I think that's great. So mm -hmm. uh, an Indian government committee has sanctioned 5,645 electric buses uh, for 65 cities and one of the largest electric bus initiatives the world has seen outside of China. So there you go. So yeah, so shout out to India. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I hope other countries will follow suit and yeah. start to plan. There are some places. I know Denver has some electric buses like in the city. Okay. Nice. Uh, the, they're, they're starting to be a thing. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Is that all, are those all your shout outs? They are. Uh, are we ready to uh, really get into uh, the uh, the meat of this podcast? What we what we really come here for? Are. I think we are, Jared. Okay. So, mind if I start us off? Please. I have an Urdu one for you today. A little different. Urdu. That's like a um, what they speak in Pakistan. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it is Bains hai nahi magar dahi pele hi bechne lag gai which means uh, you don't have the cow yet, but you're thinking of selling its yogurt. Oh, it's like uh, count your eggs before they've hatched. That's right. Don't overestimate, overthink, and over... Well, what they say here is basically don't overestimate, overthink, and overshare your ideas. But mm -hmm. I would say very similar to um, counting your chickens before they hatch. I'm a big fan of the don't overshare your ideas thing mm -hmm. i'm more of a person that's like don't even bring it like don't bring it up until it's already happened don't don't talk about it talk about the uh, successes and stuff right i'm a big proponent of that my first one is japanese and it is me no naka ni ire temo itaku nai and it means it won't hurt to put him or her in my eye hmm won't hurt to put him or her in my eye. Can you give me a clue? Um, sure. You have a, uh, a basset hound dog. I do. Named Prudy. Mm -hmm. Prudence. And uh, I imagine you and your family uh, are very uh, fond, of, fond of her. Mm -hmm. And uh, you find her very adorable. You, uh, it's so, so much so that it won't even hurt uh, if you put her, her in your eye. Oh, it's kind of like we could say, like, I could eat you up. Like, you're cute, you're adorable. I think so. I mean, yeah. yes, it, it okay. is, yes. But I think that what they're getting at is um, the phrase signifies you that... You like looking at it. You love the person to bits and is a drastic declaration of your affection. I think I it's sort of like, you know, how, like, you use hyperbole to... Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like a big exaggeration to yeah, show. Yeah, it's like, I like looking at you so much that I just want to put you put in my, you my eye, eye and right. hold you there. That's fair. Well, Jared, I got to stick with uh, challenging you with Spanish. So I got a Spanish Por one favor. for Quien te ha dado vela en este entierro? Which mm. means, who gave you the candle in this funeral? <laughs> oh, I like that. Like, who died and made you boss? That's not what that means. Oh, it's not? Oh. Nope. <laughs> That's what it sounds like it should mean. Right. Who gave you the candle in this funeral? Mm -hmm. Um... Who let you like? Who allowed you to speak while you sp speaking? Very good. Yeah, yeah. The equivalent is who said you could intervene. Mm -hmm. So is it like? Um, I wonder if that goes back to some sort of old school thing where like at funerals the one talking would hold hold a could uh, be yeah hold a candle or something. Sounds some like something culture. they do in fraternities too. <laughs> yeah, while they're passing around the goat. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, my next one's Thai, mm -hmm. and it goes like this: uh, Kracho. Con rua. And that literally means bamboo basket with a leaky bottom. Hmm. Bamboo basket with a. It's a good visual. Mm hmm. 
Just trying to think how to explain this visual to... Hmm. Now, I have an example for okay. you. Let's hear it. Um, we, we, we like to... Uh, you and I have a lot of mutual friends. Mm-hmm. One of them, we often talk about how he is a bamboo basket with a leaky bottom. And, uh, Can you give me the first name of the friend? We like to. We both like to travel with him, and sometimes it can be difficult because uh, he is a bamboo basket with a leaky bottom. And you're a teacher, and so when, when you're living in Czech Republic, mm-hmm. you were living on a very limited diet, uh, diet, limited budget as a teacher. Oh, but so one of our friends I, okay. had a uh, got that leaky bamboo basket. Yeah, I feel you. Okay. So, so this. Would so, be... what is it? What? Come on. It's just somebody who is willing to spend their money. They're just yeah making it we rain. Actually have a, we actually have a word for this that I like this word. What is it? Uh, being a spendthrift. Oh, really? Spendthrift. Okay. I like that word because it, um, you know, it kind of sounds like you're, like you're being thrifty with your money, but it okay. actually means you uh, spend you're a lot not, of money. You spend a lot of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got one more for you, Jared. And uh, we'll end at least my untranslatables with some Francais. Okay. La cigar est au beau. De lèvres, which means the cigar is at the tip of the lips. It's like it's like the words at the tip of my tongue. Nope. Cigars at the tip of your nope. lips. Nope. Different body part. Your butt lips? I'm sorry. I mean, you're, you're not you're not far. <laughs> you're actually not far off, Jared. Oh, does it mean you're pregnant? Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. You'd say that you would. <laughs> you'd say this if you had to beeline it to the bathroom. Oh, you really have to pee? You're getting closer. We're beelining it to the bathroom. What else? What else? Oh, you... oh, 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 I get it. I get it now. If you really have to take a number two, come on. Yeah, 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 I have to poop. <laughs> it's a French phrase for I have to poop. Now the it makes sense. at the tip of the lips. It's like what we say here with the turtle head. You know? Oh, so when I said butt lips, I was right. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I said you were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were joking for nope. some reason. Nope. Uh, we've really been on a romance language kick today. We have, haven't we? My next one is Italian. Nice. And it goes, Braccia rubate, no, excuse me, Braccia rubate al agricoltura. And I'm sure you know what that last word is. Culture. Agriculture. Oh, agriculture. Whoops. Agricultura. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, arms stolen from agricultural work. So is that just like hard labor? That's not what the untranslatable means. No? It doesn't mean hard labor. Okay. Like Arms work, stolen. Like working hard? No. Think about it, though. So our, 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 our agricultural work mm-hmm. is considered hard work. Yep. And they're saying arms stolen from our... Well, that doesn't really... See, I have a problem with this untranslatable. So I'll actually help you out a little bit. Okay. So we have a similar saying for... Um, hmm. Let me think about this for a second. I don't like this one, but I thought it was interesting. So, arms stolen from agricultural work. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a, a hint, but I, then we'll talk about it after we figure it out. So, essentially, it's someone that um, say you're working in an office mm-hmm. and your boss is uh, okay. Wait, is it to take credit for someone else's work? No. Okay. No. But keep guessing if you if you think if mm. you think you get it as I'm explaining. So, your boss, you always have to follow behind your boss, and. Um, and uh, you, you, like the, your boss is just like, a, well, I'll just explain it now. It essentially refers to someone doing something intellectual when they clearly don't have a clue of what they're doing. Oh, funny. Okay. Basically, they'd be better off working in a farm. 
is what it's getting at. I see. Okay. That's why I was having trouble with it because in my mind, working on a farm, whoever said that was easy. Right. That <laughs> like, is not easy. As far as I'm concerned, it's that's like a that's very hard work. Hard work and you do have mm-hmm. to like it's kind of complex too. Yeah, I would agree. Like uh that's why I, I found that untranslatable weird. I was like, I get what you're getting at, but who here has ever t- considered uh who's saying farm work is easy? Right. I would agree. I would agree one hundred percent. I don't want an idiot working on my doing my farm work. Me either. That's for sure. Well, buddy, uh, shall you know we get you can into... find a lot of idiots? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe potentially. Betcha. Ideally not, but yeah. So let's get into the topic. Should you join a fraternity? Mm-hmm. And I think I think the key key thing here is you have to really get to know the people there and the culture there, right? Um, because you you have to understand how will this affect your life as a student uh i would say for the most part unless you join a really bad fraternity it will probably improve your social standing or at least you'll you know what do you mean social standing you'll have like a lot of parties and you'll meet a lot of people okay social standing is such an interesting way to put it yeah, maybe that's the wrong way to it's put it. It's not a little, like, classist or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I'm like, not trying like to go click that way. Like, at school. It's like, you'll be way cooler. Well, that's, that's the weird thing. That's actually kind of true. That's the weird uh, thing, though, man. Like, when I went to grad school at MSU, uh, you could always tell exactly who the sorority girls were, mm. and they were only interested in fraternity guys. You mean the undergrad people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, once they were in grad school, they no, still only... No, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of get that. I kind of get that. And and the funny thing is, my dad rushed a fraternity and dropped out. And both my both of my uncles were in fraternities at Eastern Michigan University. And I I had when I initially started undergrad, I you know I thought the same thing everybody else does. You know, you watch these movies like Animal House and all these movies about fraternities. You think they're all idiots. You think all they do is party all the time. And I thought, you know, no, that's not what I want to do. You know, I don't want to join a fraternity for college. No, that is not what I want to do. That's right. <laughs> but then ended up... Do you really... Were you really... And be honest with me. Mm-hmm. Were you really thinking this responsibly when you were trying to make this decision? Like, you sound like someone that's sitting their their ch- children down right now trying to convince right. them not to, like... You have to... This is a very responsible choice, young Timmy. I, I, think about what you're doing right I now. I really... Or were you really thinking like that? I really did think quite a bit about it because... Um, it's, it's a big decision, you know, uh, and well, because I, I didn't want to join either, but the reason I didn't want to join wasn't really for, uh, these responsible reasons. It was just more just like a stereotype thing. Like I didn't want to be part of that, like, uh, that quote unquote scene, you right. know, I feel you. It never had, it never had a good reputation. It always, you know, you hear that, you just think like, uh, you know, just your American pie esque, right. uh, stereotypes. And it's like I, I don't, I'm not that. Uh, that's not how I roll, right? And um, and so that was more my thing. I wasn't concerned about my. I mean, I was concerned about my grades, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not related to the fraternity part of it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it was just a matter of uh, getting to know the guys, and and thinking about okay, do I actually see myself living here and being happy here? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing was too, as you mentioned at the top of the show. You know, I think eight or nine guys from our hall, and we were all pretty close, I would say, in our hall, ended up oh, rushing year, yeah. our fraternity. Mm-hmm. And so so that was also definitely another influence. Yep. But a lot of it, I think a lot of it had to do with the class ahead of us. I really liked them. I played music with them. I hung out with them. And I really got along well with them. And so, um, but let's, before we even talk about some of this, let's talk about the process a little bit. So yeah. at least, you know, and the process could be very different at different schools 
different fraternities? Well, it's already different in the sense that I think at most bigger schools you can you can pledge mm-hmm. in the first you can. semester. When ours, you have to wait at least the second semester. Which I think is year. good. I think you shouldn't rush into it. I think it's good uh, having that rush. Oh, I didn't even do that on purpose, <laughs> but hey. I'll take credit. Pun incredibly intended. Why not? Um, but yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't rush into rushing a fraternity or pledging a fraternity mm-hmm. because I personally like you're going to be living with these guys for the rest of your time in undergrad unless you you know leave the fraternity, which is also kind of a complicated process, I think. Yeah. Um, and so for me though, the way it works, at least at, at our school when we went to Albion, was uh, you know you'd get to know guys in different fraternities. And then you would get what they call a bid, which is basically an invitation to join the fraternity, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, and the way you get a bid is you just get to know the guys, and if they like you and you like them, uh, you know, they'll they'll give you a bid. It's surprisingly easy. You just have to show up at the house a couple times. Exactly. And not be a complete idiot. Right, right. Um, and Well, not to show up, excuse me. That's not true. You have to, you have to, you have to actually get make to know an them. effort to yeah. be friends with people, mm-hmm. or like, a, which I didn't do which is part of the reason well that's not part of the reason why i didn't uh pledge the first semester but yeah you actually have to actively try to like at least pretend make it look like you're interested right and see what happened with me jared very political yeah in a lot of ways it is and and as i'm sure you can easily imagine jared and maybe some of our listeners can as well is after after i went out that one night with john I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I was going out, you know, to other <laughs> fraternities as well. Wow! And I had, you know, the the funny thing was, this really is your drop. Many friggies. That's true. That is true. <laughs> the thing about it was, though, is that I had members of different fraternities in my prospective classes and majors. Right. Uh-oh. So I was a German music double major. So I had a guy from, uh, you know, a guy from our fraternity that was a music major, guy, uh, guitar major actually. Uh, guy from another fraternity who was also a guitar major, so I got invited over there. And uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, Jared, because as you mentioned, it's not really that difficult to get a bid. I but didn't I, get any. I got a bid for... Yeah, you did. You got a bid from Dell. You wouldn't have joined our fraternity if you would have... Uh, oh, I meant, I meant freshman year freshman when everyone year. did. Gotcha. So I so I got a bid from, I think, three or four. Let's see, Delt, Teak, Sigma Chi. Maybe that's at three. Delt, Teak... Uh, Delt, Teak, Sigma Chi. I think that's it, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it was all only because of really my major. You know, the mm. the, the president of Sigma Chi at the time Chats was... Chats is really cool, I think, is what it really is. <laughs> I'm not so sure Walking about that. Walking into class with the sunglasses on. That's right. Every day. So, But, uh, yeah. And so <laughs> so that was... But see, for me, though, <laughs> it was difficult for me because, uh, you know, not only do you have social fraternities where you can live, but you also, in many places, you have professional and academic fraternities. Mm-hmm. And at least where we went to school, you could join the professional or academic fraternities your first semester. So I joined Phi Mu Alpha, which is a music fraternity. And the majority of the guys in the music fraternity were teaks. Now, I have two questions for you. The first okay. one is, before you joined or went to college, were you familiar with these styles of fraternities that were more of like social groups rather than i had no idea I mean, not social groups but more gr- group meeting th- situations rather than like living together i had no idea that existed until i got to albion and yeah then, and i don't then, think you i know, did either right and then they had this event uh, i forget what it was called um do it, you rem- what, what do you mean they had this event where all the different clubs and fraternities had their own tables brit bash right oh yeah yeah and and so they had this like at the beginning of the school year yeah and that's and that's how i got to know the guys in the music uh, fraternity 
And uh, and yeah, so I joined them first, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that what that's what also maybe eased it in for me a little bit to join a social fraternity because I was kind of like, well, I'm already part of this academic one. Only difference is I'll be living with these guys. And they're all in fraternities, too. So you see how these people interact with right. each other. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Speaking of interacting with each other, what what is what is sort of the um, interfraternal relationship like between different fraternities? Um, I think... What What do you mean? Do you mean... Like, is there sort of like a... Like a Sharks and uh, what's the other Jets or what? It <laughs> oh, all, the, all the different families. You mean? No, 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 no. Uh, that was a bad example. I meant I. I didn't even think about that. I meant more like shark from the uh, what's the that that movie West Side Story. I've never seen it. Okay, well, anyway, like, is it like a? Is it like a? Is it clicky? Is that what you're trying to say? Or but no, in between different fraternities, uh-huh. do they get along with each other? Is it like, a, oh, this this person, so I would never hang out with this sort you mean, of person? Oh, you mean you mean in my music fraternity that had people of other social fraternities? Or do I just, you just mean, mean in, in general, general? In general, in general, I would. I think it really depends. Hmm. I think it really depends on the place. You know, um, depends how big the school is. Depends how depends what the fraternities think of themselves and how they interact with the other fraternities. Right? I'm not going to say which fraternity we didn't always get along with, but. Uh, you know, I, but, I, did, but was that true though? Was there actual not getting along? Actually, there was some. There was some stuff that went down. But yeah, I, actually, I, I forgot about some windows. Uh, yeah, there was some stuff that went down. <laughs> okay. I, I may or may not have stole a Christmas tree one time with <laughs> one of my roommates um, from one of the fraternity's living rooms. Oh, um, that's hilarious! Good times. That photo's floating around somewhere on Facebook too. Um, that was a crazy night. But remember and, that big piece of meat as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> I forgot I about that. Oh, I got that picture somewhere <laughs> on my phone as well. Good times. But I would say for the most part, it was pretty civil where we went because it was mm-hmm. so small. You kind of had to be it's harder to get away with stuff. Exactly. Whereas I think the bigger universities, they where can gonna be a little go? snootier about it, <laughs> right? And where we went to school, they were all in the same area, same right. vicinity. Mm-hmm. So like you literally couldn't escape them. You know, yeah. our neighbors were all other fraternity houses. Yeah. Um, and you so, could yeah. essentially see into their house. Well, what was funny was um, my my window was facing you know one of the other fraternities, and on on nights when um, I didn't want to take the I was lazy didn't want to take the two minute walk to the gym I would lift in my room, mm. and it was dark out so I would use the window as a mirror. And so what's oh, funny no. is the guys across the way <laughs> would mimic, you know, my movements. Um, and it was it was really funny, but you know, I didn't care, you know. Okay. But, like, stuff like that is kind of fun. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny. And, I mean, this is like a giant sleepover, let's be honest. That's true. Like it's a, essentially three, four-year sleepover that you're having. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, it's, it's a great way to really develop those relationships with people. You know, I, I have to say... Obviously, I think Vienna brought us closer than being in a fraternity together. Mm-hmm. But after Vienna, it was super convenient. You know, yeah. I'd walk down the hall and there you were. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you're right. And it really is, unless you don't get along with a lot of your fraternity brothers or sorority sisters, it is like living in a house with all your good friends. Yeah. Which is great. So, all right, you get the bid. And that's already sort of like a... Um like a, it's sort of a production. Everyone, mm-hmm. well not you know, most of the people from the fraternity will come to your door and when you knock on your dorm room door, and then they'll cheer and hand you the, and, you know, someone will be like, on behalf of blah blah blah, we right. like to uh, send you a. And they're Fuck, dressed, I messed it up. <laughs> they're, they're dressed up in suits usually. Dressed up in suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the untranslatable owl. By the way, I didn't realize there was an owl picture right on the side of that. I need to remember a picture of that. It's destiny. Um, remind me to get a picture of that. I You're won't. gonna forget, but. 
That's okay. Hey, Jim, uh, get a picture of that. <laughs> so, um, and then they all cheer. And it was, it was uh, personally, you know, I, I didn't think I would even wanted to join a fraternity freshman year when I, this is happening. Mm-hmm. But like you, like, uh, like you, my roommate and friend Brad was also a very uh, social, outgoing person. Yes, he was. So he was getting bids all night. So I, a couple times, I don't think he was there because he might have been at swim practice or something. Oh, that must have been awkward. So I, I, a couple times I had to answer it and be like, let's... let's yeah, hey, could you give this to Brad? Or like, yeah, okay, <laughs> right. Bye. the the funny The funniest thing though for me though, talking about bids, is I got a bid from one of the guys at Teak, uh, who was in my music fraternity, you know, and I think he made it a point, you know, to give it to me because I liked him and I knew him and everything like that. He was a music major, and, uh, and I told him, hey man, like, I don't think I'm going to join, but if I do, I'll probably join Dalton. And he he literally like handed me the bid, and I told him that because I want to be upfront with him. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, very Fuck. honest of you. All of this sounds kind of foolish, though, doesn't it? I mean, a little bit, but you know, I, there's formality in all sorts of different things. You know, we have a lot of goofy formality within mm-hmm. government as well. I just you know? I just don't think I like the um, like especially because our campus was so small and like the sort of quote unquote party scene was sort of centralized around fraternities which right. might not technically be the case at bigger schools which i'm sure you know obviously at the fraternities msu have, definitely wasn't fraternities have party scenes but there's right. so many other ways and more people live in houses and apartments right. well and, i think the other problem is too where we went there also wasn't a very big bar scene right and plus you know i mean bar scene that's only really the older juniors and the seniors and that's it right mm-hmm. yeah you know um but yeah so you get the bid mm-hmm uh, you either accept or decline the bid. Yeah. And then, you know, at least where we went, you had to sign the card that they gave you and turn it into the office. Uh, oh, right. Like the Greek life office. Exactly. Uh, so they were aware who was going where. And then after that, that's kind of where the fun starts to begin, I I would say. <laughs> and at least in okay. our fraternity, we had a weekly meeting where we had to learn about the uh, facts and history um about the fraternity which i really enjoyed and the meetings were kind of fun yeah that stuff's actually interesting Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um so that was really great and then what then what we had to do as uh pledges or prospective members of the fraternity was we had to interview i think it was what 10 10 interviews or something like that i think i think you have to get essentially you have to try to get to everyone was it ever okay i thought it was only 10 but okay um, but yeah, so then you had to interview the active members. But the fun part about this, and this is what I really enjoyed about our fraternity, mm-hmm. is you could come up with the questions yourself. So yes. you could have it be as boring and vanilla as you want. Where What's you your from? major? What's your major? <laughs> or you could ask crazy questions, you know, like fuck, Mary, kill. You yeah, know, that's a classic. Billy, Joe, and Fred, you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah, you know? and it would be fun too because sometimes, like, if people were in the dining room, they like we like we'd be talking about the questions or mm-hmm. like uh, or like trying to come up with. Uh, Pledge questions, is that what we call yeah, it? Yeah, and so pledge questions were basically, at the end of the interview, in order to get things signed off, you would you would basically give the pledges a request. So mm-hmm. like I said, one of my pledge questions, I had to uh, you know, wear nicer clothes and talk with a British accent, which was a horrendous British accent, by the way, um, for an evening, which was fun. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, and I think they called me like chives or jeeves or you know like some <laughs> goofy british butler name and you know chives. and at least and what i was told um one of the first people i interviewed they said you know basically you can say no to these yeah if, if it's too extreme or whatever which i think every fraternity should give the choice first of all here's where um i think the closest we got to crossing a line and it was still you still very much felt like 
uh, you were like you weren't actually uh, in you know forced to do something, getting trapped. Oh yeah, but it also kind of it went both ways though. Right, and that was a fun thing. I, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but you already said it, so we'll get into Listen, it. Listen, I don't care. So so get so getting who trapped from our fraternity even listens to this. Besides for Brad, who doesn't care either. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't even think he still listens. I that's, see the states. That's true. Huh. We'll see. Anyways, so getting trapped would be if you were a pledge, and you were in a room with three fraternity members, think, right? Oh, I thought three? it was. I thought was it was five. Four? Was it f- five? Seems like a lot. Five. It's, I yeah, think it's probably three or three. four. Probably three. And then, and then you were stuck there until one of the pledges came and saved you or untrapped you. Yeah, right? but they can give you some sort of like task. Right. They can give you, and it, and that, and that, and it could cross the line. But I, at least, I never was, and I don't think you were ever in any situations where things crossed the line. Like no. I think a lot of it. I will say a lot of it was drinking related. Sure. But for one. Um, it usually happened during like party nights. Yep. Like that's at least that's that's usually when people paid the most attention. Let's sure. say. Sure. And um, at least me personally, I never saw a situation where someone was, you know, given some alcoholic beverage to drink, and they're like, "No." Right. Sometimes they do make it gross. Sure. But that's like people uh, people enjoy people that do that stuff. in general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people are like, yeah. "Hey, dare me to eat this, I mean, dude." We, when I was in high school, we had um like Spirit Week at, at my school mm-hmm. when I was back here in the U.S. And one of the contests we had was an eating contest. Okay. And they would always have, like, you know, the, like, sort of the grossest thing at the end. And for one, they brought out a fishbowl with a live goldfish in it and put it oh, on the table. Somebody probably then, ate it, didn't That was they? just a joke. They brought out, okay. like, sardines, and you had to eat, like, okay. a bunch of sardines. Ugh. But the guy in our grade, Mark Urin, he won the com- competition, ate all the sardines. Then he took the bowl, chugged down all the water, and swallowed the goldfish alive. Oh, no. <laughs> no one oh. forced him to do that. No one asked right. him to do that. People are weird, man. <laughs> People are weird. That's for sure. But then when he was chugging the water, we're all like, joke, joke. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and But so as Jared mentioned with getting trapped, you could, if you're an active member, you could also get trapped by the pledges. Yes. Which yes. is great. That's, and, yeah, that's why I meant by I went both right. ways. And that's where I think like... And you know, I mean, obviously the whole obviously concept, it's harder, right? And obviously we don't live there's there. le- and there's less of us too, right? Um, but I think the whole thing with hazing and fraternities is like, like, like we've already mentioned, if there's an option out of it, or if it's basically like, are you are you willing to do this? Like, I would never ask somebody go do this if I wouldn't be cool with it myself. Right, right, right. You know? right. And I think, I think that's a really good way to stay in the lines, still have fun, still do stupid stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and then it's fine. You know, nobody dies of alcohol poisoning. Ideally. Right. Let's so. continue on with the process. Okay. So, so you get your bid, you sign your bid. You know, every fraternity is different as well. So we're only really talking about our experiences here. But, you know, every fraternity is different. They might make you... Some places might make you sleep over one night a week. Some places might, you know, it's all different. But for us, we had a weekly meeting. Um, and I think that was about it. And then we had to take a test. Yeah. You had to pass the test. I'd probably fail it now. Uh, um, listen, once again, I don't care. Did I make that clear? Because <laughs> right. should we talk about this test and how difficult this test was? I mean, it wasn't that difficult. It was just about the his- history of the fraternity. Okay, that's not what I meant. We got all the answers to it. Did we? Yeah, I was in a different pledge class than you. That's true, but I th- I thought that was all the classes. They literally. Well, I think we were given a study guide. 
for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what but, we'll call it, everyone. Well, well that's a what study guide. I mean, that's what is that not what your study guide is? <laughs> study this; it'll guide you to uh, passing this because it's all the answers. I yeah, mean, but I didn't, guess didn't we have one group not pass one year? They did, and they got the answers too. We made fun of yeah. them for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so but they did. Yeah, that is very true. And I think did, actually, but you did have to have that shit memorized. It wasn't like you could roll up with a piece of paper and take the test. Right, 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 right. But they told us the answers beforehand. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Was this true? A certain percentage of, like, like if a certain percentage failed, then everyone failed? Is yeah. that true? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I remember that's what happened with... Uh, exactly. With that one exactly. class below us. And yeah, we definitely did give them shit. I do remember that. <laughs> it's like, we but gave you just, the answers. But they deserve it. Yeah, if you get the answers, yeah. Um, but, that, but, but there are a lot of fraternities that would, le- uh, probably even at our school, that legitimately made you take the test. So I think that's another thing that uh, attracted me to the one that I joined is not only all my friends from freshman year, uh, my freshman year hall were there, mm-hmm. but also um, like it was the most low, like it was the most low key pledging process. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I think our fraternity had, you know, every fraternity on different campuses, they have different stereotypes, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the jock frat. You know, these are the theater kids. These are whatever, right? But our fraternity had the we were the most hodgepodge random mix of dudes. We had yeah. a bunch we did have a lot of swimmers. We had we, a couple of dudes on the football team. We had musicians. Mm-hmm. We had criminals. <laughs> of all different sorts. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all sorts of hooligans. Yeah. But that's why I really liked us, was we were seriously such a hodgepodge. Um, yeah, that's true. I like that too. And, and uh, we kind of had like a, our fraternity. I, I honestly th- listen. I, I know this is gonna sound all braggadocious now, but I think our the grade above us and our grade really had a huge role in turning it. Around. Like the vibe before was pretty creepy at our there, place. There used to you, exactly oh, yeah, there used to be a saying at Albion. No doubt after dark. Yeah, yeah. And and I th- I do think we did change the standing of the fraternity on campus. I think I think we also the thing about our fraternity, and I think honestly this is partially what attracted us to it, but was the fact that like it kind of had like a we don't really care about the whole Greek life mentality. Like they never won any of the activities. They never really seemed to care about the activities until our grades. Right, and then we won everything. And that's where we got these shirts actually oh, after yeah. we won Greek Week. For, yeah, yeah, I think two or three years. And in a row. we won Anchor Splashes. Right. Well, let's get into some of those activities let's as do well. It. So great. Oh, wait. There's yeah. more. We'll get into the activities. Okay. There's more I want to talk about with the process. We didn't talk about Pledge Day, and we didn't talk about initiation. Okay. So Pledge Day happens beforehand. Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Pledge so, Day happens once you sign your – once everyone signed their, their, uh, bid. their bid, and it's sort of like they're welcome to the house kind of thing. Right. And so Pledge Day is – and it's like one Saturday in the f- spring. Depends on the semester, but yeah. Yeah. That's true. The the one in the fall is very low key and relaxed though. It's completely mm-hmm. different because the majority usually less people. Right, exactly, and that's why. And so in the in the spring, the big pledge day is a Saturday, and uh, all it's funny because if you if you drove through Albion, you know when it's pledge day because <laughs> there's newspapers on all the windows yeah. of all the fraternities because you're not supposed to see what goes on. It's kind of like a ghost town too. It's kind of creepy. It is. It it, it is. It's quite oddly quiet. Right. <laughs> for right. what's happening right and and so i remember we had a scavenger hunt obviously there were some oh, yeah. drinking activities there was nap time in the middle of the day we got yes, a bunch pizza. of pizza i have never seen so many boxes of pizza <laughs> and it got devoured life. it did it was gone it was gone real quick and then after that that evening 
you know, you would meet with the active members and sit mm-hmm. and chill and have a drink with them. I think each of their rooms had, you know, different styles. Oh, yeah, styles you had, you had like rotations. Yeah, which yeah. was really it's cool. So, yeah, so a lot of like fun. welcome, essentially. Right. And then uh, after that, then I think after like after 11 or 12, the fraternities open their door and people start coming over. Mm-hmm. You then know. it turned normal normal right. again. Right. So uh, then, you know, you go through all the pledge process we talked about. And then you take the test. You take the test. And if you're not an idiot, you'll pass it because we give you the answers. At least right. we did. Uh, um, and then you get initiated, and that's when they uh, they make it seem like you're in some sort of Da Vinci Code esque mm-hmm. uh, Illuminati. Which is pretty cool. I kind of liked it. I don't <laughs> I know if you liked it. I really liked it. Um, and yeah, and so initiation is is yeah, where you have it. Well, it's either some places called initiation, some places it's called ritual. Depends on oh, fraternity. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and you, you at least we wore I think a suit and tie and no shoes. Remember? No shoes. I, I don't know if we're, are we. I don't know if we're allowed to say this shit, man. And but then you don't care. Um, I care. You don't care. And then would they like uh, let us? They like uh, blindfolded us. This is not going to get weird, by the way. They uh, blindfolded. There was no. Yeah, there was no <laughs> weird stuff. They they blindfolded us and led us into the uh, the basement, mm-hmm. and then they like uh, you know where, ran through all of the happened. spiel. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was cool though, and I and I, I like initiation because it. I love how nervous you still are to like talk about. I this. am because like who's going to come get seriously? you? There's you no sort know. of like. Uh, police fraternal police i'm gonna get a knock on my door at my apartment in china like yeah sorry you've been (laughs) excommunicated from the fraternity it's like it's like a cia agent like surrounded by a bunch of local chinese uh, police officers like sir please come with us right (laughs) um but yeah well i guess i guess the reason why the reason why though i i do take some of this stuff seriously is that that is what bonds a fraternity together mm. is these these things you learn about in initiation that you know about the fraternity that nobody else knows about yeah i you think know. i think why i still kind of laugh at that stuff is because it is sort of that like school spirit thing that i kind of fight a little that's bit that's true where it's like and, it, and it's like i understand what they're trying to do in the brotherhood and i understand mm-hmm. all of that but just that whole sort of uh like secrecy right when really none of like we don't have any see at least personally like they told us like secrets within our fraternity but they didn't tell us like all right now that you're in we can tell you about like who actually killed jfk (laughs) (laughs) oh man that would be wild but uh yeah so then you have initiation and then you are an active member of the fraternity and Mm -hmm. you uh and then the next semester usually is when you move into the house yeah usually at least where we went some places i know at msu they have so many members that they can't all live in the house. So I think you're required at MSU to live in the house for like one semester mm. or something like that. Because okay. most of them just don't have the sheer space right. to house everybody. And it really depends. But yeah, it's 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 really fun though. I mean, it's it's a wild ride. I would say though, really, really make sure, do you have the time and the energy and the effort to do some of the stuff you're going to have to do? Do you feel comfortable with these guys? And do you, do you trust them enough where you think, okay, if something were to go wrong, they would have my back. And I have to say, at our fraternity, I always felt comfortable and confident that if there, if anything would have ever gotten out of hand, all my brothers would have had my back, hands down. Mm. Okay. I was never worried about that. Okay. And you know, there were a couple I was like, I don't know about you. Well, the, I mean, it's like that everywhere. <laughs> it's like that everywhere. But yeah. So you know, I mean, fraternities aren't for everybody. But um, you know, if you feel comfortable and confident about the the brothers there um or sororities for that matter too mm-hmm. um you well, know i i think i think it can be a great opportunity we had a lot of fun speaking of having a lot of fun let's talk about some of the activities okay yeah greek life mm-hmm. uh, um greek week yeah so we had well we had anchor splash you want to explain that anchor splash was put on by delta gamma which is a sorority at albion yeah 
uh, every every sort of or not every, but most of the sororities or fraternities had their own sort of special activity that they put on for the campus. You know, some sort of active activity, whether it was a competition or a show of some sort. Right. And so uh, Anchor Splash was uh, a synchronized dance routine. Part of we had like part of it had to be like a dance routine in front of the pool so not actually in the pool dancing and then you jump into the pool somehow and do uh uh some sort of synchronized dance routine and it got pretty intense i mean like like it really did it it was so funny too like planning out the flips because you know you gotta have flips listen especially like if you want to win you gotta have flips oh and so like planning out the flips and, and and like actually planning out the routines honestly uh, I was kind of impressed at the level of choreography that went into some of this. So we'll talk about some of the other activities. But um, so that was mock rock, and then it was like fraternities versus uh, versus each other and sororities versus each other. So there were two winners at the end. Yep. And um, that one was fun. It was a lot of fun. But I ha- I hated the uh, like we had to get up super early in the morning. Yep. It was in winter, so it was cold outside. We had to walk in winter. Uh, to the uh, swimming pool at like six or six thirty in the morning to practice for an hour before class started or an hour or something like that. And that I hated. And every year that I did that, I wanted to not do it, but I always got guilted into it somehow or another. There you go. Um, but how do you feel about that one? Yeah, it's fine. Didn't wasn't a huge. You weren't a huge fan of it. Uh, yeah, it was. It was did okay. you ever do it? I did not. Oh, I did not geez. do it. No. So why why did you not do it? I didn't do it because I had to do um, detailing in the music department every morning. Before What's class. detailing? I had to basically clean the classrooms before okay. class. So you had so to work. That's why you didn't do yep. it. So I was still getting up early. Did, even did in you winter. like yeah. miss not being able to do it? Did you wish you could do it? Uh, you know, in hindsight, definitely at the FOMO. T- uh, yeah, but at the time, I was happy. I was making a little money. Being a poor right. college student, I was mm-hmm. trying to get those dollar bills, my man. You were hustling, too. I was. I mm-hmm. worked three jobs my senior year at Albion. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, anyways. So that's Anchor Splash. So yeah, so we had Anchor Splash, Mock Rock, and then Greek Week. You never well, talked about Mock Rock. You just blew past Mock Rock. I, didn't you talk about it? Or no, Mock Rock about- was the other dance-related one, and that was, that was not put on by any fraternity or sorority. That was sort of like a... Um, yeah, representatives from each for each uh, Greek Inger organization Pan-Hello. came together and organized this uh, this activity, and that was uh, there were six fraternities and five frater- uh, sororities, and so uh, each each of them paired up, each for sorority and fraternity paired up, and then one fraternity did a solo routine, mm-hmm. and they put on a dance routine in the one of our gyms at our school. And then it was... Um, those are a lot of fun to watch. Those are a lot of fun to watch, too. And that was the other example I was getting at of kind of impressive at the level of uh, of uh, um, sort of... You know, I, I, the level of choreography that was put into it. Something that I still never fully recognize the, uh, the amount of work that I put into it was also the mashing up of the music. Yeah. Like someone actually had to put to together the music and, and cut it together. No one, right. like there's no uh, playlist cut that's perfectly like, like you have to put mm-hmm. that together. Right. And I was like, who's doing this? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> like that's legitimate work. Right. And then, and then other than that, we also had Greek Week, which was a bunch of different events. Greek Week led up to Mock Rock. That's right. Yeah. Mock Rock was a big finale. Yes. Yes. And so I, I remember senior year though, uh, I participated in the the tug of war, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Um, I was honestly really scavenger surprised. hunt. There was a scavenger, scavenger hunt, hunt as well. Was good, yeah. 
I was surprised though I was asked to do the the tug of war. And it was only because I was hitting the gym <laughs> six days a week at the time. I love how Chad's gonna throw in a subtle brag here. I'm He's going like, yeah, to, yeah, but let's go back to the tug of war. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. I mean you were you were lifting pretty hard in college. Yeah, I was. I don't know what happened, man. I don't know what happened. What do you mean you, how you fell out of it? Yeah, I just don't lift. Anyways, we're we're not but, talking about that today. But uh, <laughs> seems like you wanted to, Chad. I, I Let's talk about so. how ripped I was and an honor that I was one of the strongest <laughs> but, people in our fraternity. But it was it was fun though. And, no one uh, asked me, by the way, if you were wondering. That's well, it never came up. If there were been a soccer <laughs> game, Jared, you would have been my first pick. Oh, that's thank for you. Sure. But uh, there was also the scavenger hunt. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And you'd like get like clues given to you periodically through email or something like that, and right. then there'd be like someone at like at the house like you know looking up answers to it, and then like telling people where to go on campus. Right. Um, there was what else was there for Greek Week? I'm trying to remember. I think there were three or four events. I also remember now. Uh, this is not related to Greek Week, but there was also Turkey Trot, which I never did, but that was like a 5K, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Brad won it one year. Shout out to Brad, yeah, my roommate. Not surprised. Um, there was also that was actually really annoying because I still never hear the end of it. I'm sure. Um, and then there was also uh, what was the one that AKO did that dance competition? Yeah, I don't remember. What I don't remember what that was, was yeah. either. I never did that. No, I have to say one of my favorite things that we did was the Delt Demolition Derby. Where we bought yes, that. Yes, I never participated in that. Uh, I was I was working once again. Um, <laughs> I was working, but during homecoming, every day I'm hustling. Um, that's right. During homecoming, we had got a car from like a junkyard, junkyard yeah. And I think it was what like five or ten bucks to swing. You got a certain number of swings with mm-hmm. a sledgehammer or a baseball bat or baseball. Or bat. I think there was also might have been a golf golf club golf too. Club. Should have given a spatula. You get to like choose your. Gigs. What would that? Do? Oh, for Wouldn't like do anything. Maybe for That's like I'd be funny. Fifteen cents or something. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. We spray painted the car as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kicked it. You, like people were jumping right. on the roof. I bet you if we peruse Facebook, we can find a couple gems to pop on the. Oh, Instagram. for sure. Oh, speaking of which, there was also the. Um, there was also the. This was like at the beginning of the school year. There was also the. Uh, um, uh, flag football. Oh, that's tournament. right. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. You're right. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of great things uh, going on with fraternities and sororities. I have to say, obviously, the party life is a big one. Mm-hmm. And a key to party life, Jared, is the music. Okay. So why don't we talk about our song of the pod today? All right. All right. We tried to find some music that would kind of bring back some memories of what it was like, at least for me. I don't know about you. But keep in mind, this is the Untranslatable podcast, so That's we right. try our hardest, and we're committed to not just bringing a bunch of American artists. That's right. And so today, we are going to talk about the Spanish version of Bailando by en- Enrique Iglesias featuring Decimo uh, Bueno and uh, Gente de Zona. Gente. And it is... It's a great song. It it makes you want to get up and dance. Bailando means, I believe, we dance. Or no, that's bailamos. Bailando just means dance. Dancing, dance? maybe. Or dancing. I don't know. Dancing. I think you're right. And it's just got a got a great rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. Some nice little nylon acoustic guitar to it. Mm-hmm. Just makes you want to dance. And this song, other than it being in Spanish, we'd probably have the English version in our frat. But it sounds like something. Bailando, bailando. <laughs> Sounds like something you would hear at a party. Yeah. And uh, it's a great song. It came out in 2014, so it's been out for a while, but it's absolutely fantastic. What did you think of the uh, the frat parties at Albion College? I loved them. Really? I loved them. It's I interesting. Too much fun. I actually, I actually, I think I, uh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I loved them. They were great. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> I actually think I went to uh, less parties when I joined, when the, fraternity. joined the fraternity, I yeah, think I spent a lot more time in my in room. room. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. 
Yeah. yeah. And also, I think there's something really disturbing to me about the dance floor of a fraternity. That's fair. It's a very disturbing it's a place. place. There's, it's, a weird, it's a weird vibe. Right. It's a weird predatory thing. There's a it, lot it of the sneaking up. Yeah. It's not sneaking up, but just like dancing on someone without right. asking. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And, and people, yeah. for the most part, and at least at our school, mm-hmm. no one was really a good dancer, you know? Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a good Like, dancer, they might have been good at, like, you know, doing the dancing that people do in college where they rub right. their butts up against you. <laughs> right. But they're not actually, drive. like, no one's actually, like, you're not, like, seeing dancers, like, whoa, like, right. step up three. That's true. That'd be something to see, <laughs> wouldn't it? But, yeah, but this is just a great song. has mm-hmm. some good vibes. And uh, check it out. Bailando by Enrique Iglesias. Uh, we'll have it up on our... Twitter, Untranslatable One, you betcha. and our YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. So, yes. Yeah. So we hope you've uh, gained some insight into where, uh, the world of fraternities in America. But I have a an interesting German word for you today, Jared. And it have is... You, have you started... You know what you should do? What? Soon you're going to have Chinese words of the pods. I am. Now, in, where you're going to be uh, in Jinan... Jinan. Jinan. Mm-hmm. Do they speak Mandarin? Yeah. Okay. But it's a, they have their own dialect as well. Right, right, right. I've heard it's very difficult to understand. But anyways. More difficult than mm-hmm. other dialects in China? Yes. Okay. Well, well I'm not so sure about that. We'll have you been see. stockpiling? Are you going to stockpile beforehand? You're not that well of a preparer. No, Never I'm, mind. No. <laughs> anyways, my German word, though, for today You didn't is... even try to pretend like you were going. Nope. You're like, nope. nope. <laughs> hey, I try to be honest with you and our listeners out there. That's for sure. Uh, so my German oh my word, God. though, for you today is demensua. Do you know what mensua is? Mensur, no, doesn't even sound German. So Mensur, how do you spell that? M E N S U R, Mensur. Okay. And Mensur is it sounds a, like a last name. It kind of does, doesn't it? But it is Mensur is basically a fencing match in fraternities in Germany. Huh. So they do have some fraternities in Germany, and they'll have this like kind of fencing match, but it's with a sharpened blade, so you can get cut. Um, and so it's what they would do to kind of be initiated. And not only Germany. We have Germany, Austria, Switzerland, also in some this places. This seems like a really bad idea. Well, there are a lot of bad ideas okay. associated <laughs> with fraternities, unfortunately. Wait, uh, so they actually yeah. have sword fights? Yeah. I and think this traditionally is like they did. I don't know if they still do. Initiation kind of thing? Exactly. I meant to actually talk about fraternities in different countries. We can do that another like. episode. Right. I did notice you cut me yeah. off. I wasn't done. Yeah. I figured you but, uh, would. But hey, <laughs> stick to our time, Jared. That's true. That's uh, true. But yeah, so that's my German word of the pod, mensur, which is like a traditional fencing okay. uh, initiation in fraternities in Europe. Now, today, my Spanish word of the pod is more of a Spanish phrase of the pod, but okay. it is apropos to this episode. Nice. Uh, hacer... No, no, ah, like on someone. Uh, so you would like do this, you know, to okay. someone essentially. So that's like invite. Hacer no bataros taras is not to invite. What what is it? To haze. Oh, our, that yeah, that sadly is very apropos mm-hmm. to a lot of Greek life out there, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think I think a lot of fraternities and Greek life in general gets gets a bad rep. Um, because it's not all, I mean, granted, yes, there are some bad ones. Don't get me wrong. And there are, <laughs> there, you know, people, people have died of alcohol poisoning in fraternities and sororities. Yeah, no, that's and, very real. Um, that happened at Temple's campus, uh, right before I left. Right. So it's, but I will also say that there's a lot of good mm-hmm. and the fraternities and sororities do a lot of times donate to some type of, you know, uh, yeah, everyone sort of has something. like a charity that they, exactly. ours was the, uh, I believe it was the JDRF. juvenile, yeah, mm-hmm. ju- juvenile diabetes relief 
Foundation. Something like that, yeah. Do you put your fraternity on your resume? You know, I, I actually used to because I was the um, member educator. Mm. You, were, you were in the fraternity when I was a member educator, weren't you, or no? You weren't educating me. You weren't my... No, no, no. I don't mean... No, I wasn't a pledge educator. I was the member educator. Oh, I remember that, yeah. I spoke at meetings. <laughs> you, yeah, that was and hilarious. So that was fun. I always really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Yeah, like during the meetings, you'd uh, mm-hmm. I'd have like a story about... a spiel or story about the history of the fraternity and what it means to us. And yeah, I always really enjoyed that. It was great. I used to have it on my resume right after I graduated undergrad. Um now I don't... Um, I think I might still have it on my resume. Actually, okay. I actually have my computer in front of me. I could there tell you. Go. I, I, I um, don't, though. Anymore. I was the house improvement chair. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I did in the entire semester was um, get us a new ping pong table that then was Destroyed, broken right? immediately. Because yeah. that's what happens whenever we get nice things in fraternities. Oh, that's true. I had a lot of fun playing ping pong, though, in the fraternity. Of course you did. Time. Of course you did. Got to beat on some children. I did. That uh, all these easy. confident kids that think they could beat you just because right. they had a table in their basement growing up. Still waiting for you, Don Strite. Well, yeah. You heard it. Yeah. That's right. Um, you betcha. But yeah. So we hope you have gained some insight into Greek life and what it's like to join a fraternity and whether or not you should yeah. or if you were just curious. And I think to end the quote of the pod here, I think honestly the best part about a fraternity is – just being able to live with your buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I really enjoyed the fact that, you know, I can go downstairs and have dinner with you, you know, or or be able to just sit around the TV with my brothers and, you know, goof around or watch like Price is Right. You know, we watch yeah, it almost a lot every of Price morning. is Right. A yeah. lot of um, Jerry Springer. Yep. Cartoons on <laughs> Saturday or Sunday mornings, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How nice was that, though, to like, you know, uh, come back from class and sit down for lunch and everyone's already like screaming at the TV at Jerry oh, Springer yeah. or uh, Price is Right. <laughs> I right. loved it. It was it was um, like, you know, that brotherhood thing. It sounds kind of cheesy. I even hate to talk about it like that. But it's true. But it is real, especially when you uh, live around these people for, for years and you learn how people interact and, and how you feel about people. Right. I actually, now, are you on Twitter? I am. You don't pay close attention to I it. I don't. Did you happen to see two of our uh, uh, fraternity brothers were having a heated political debate? I did. And that went on like all day on Friday. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to Brad about it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I saw this this morning and I just checked at seven and blah, blah, blah. Just responded. This is good. I didn't right. read it all because it was too much. But it's, I was like. It's a lot of threats. Does, 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 like, does anyone think this is productive? And I was joking to Brad about how I was like, uh, you know, just two, just two dads uh, arguing on. <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's, it's, a, it's like so weird to see like these adult men right. having this political debate back and forth. But hey, it's a great place if you it was civilized, live with though. your buddies. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode today and uh, gleamed a little insight on Greek life and fraternities. Uh, in the United States, and we'll have to do one about fraternities around the world at some point as well. You betcha. And let let us know what you thought about this episode. You can slide into our DMs, Untranslatable1 on Twitter, Untranslatable Podcast uh, on Instagram. I'm sure we can find some uh, good fraternity picks to pop up there as well. You betcha. And lastly, please let us know what we could do to improve this podcast for you uh, by giving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. The ideal number would be five stars, and we would really appreciate it. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, the Kuyame, muchas gracias, and shusha.